Welcome back to another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar, I'm my back. new co-host. Well, I, you know, earlier today on the Social Liability Podcast, Raz actually kind of like stepped down. He's like, and Sadar seems to have, you know, blah, 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 and I'm okay with that. So eh, guess what? That's your white letter. So yes, welcome back to another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit. With Buck and Sadar, your one-stop station for online vindication. And today, today, we are starting off with a very special talking point brought to me in our, you know, vet out the post group chat that we all have together. And Sadar postulates this from question. Reddit. This yes, question from r slash ask Reddit. Buck, what famous person is ugly hot? It took me so long to think of this, by the way. It oh, really? really, like, I had the rack. I really, 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 really did. I asked Raz, so, and he, he had an answer instantly. So, now, I, I immediately went to Caregiver Katie. And I was like, all right, Caregiver Katie, I need you to help me cheat on this. And she's like, Benedict Cumberbatch. I was like, I'm not going to get on there and have my pick be a dude. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. Hey, I'm not doing that. Hey, it's 21st century, man. I wouldn't have judged. I, I judgment or not, I have to be like somewhat true to myself. I was looking for for some inspiration. Like, ho hopefully, she would lead me there. So my pick, I have two. Okay. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. From. And Le from True Blood. Okay. And Lisa Kudrow from Friends. Okay. She played Phoebe. Okay. I can I can totally see that. I also yes. came with two. My what do you got? My uh, younger actor pick is Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren in the Star Wars, uh, recent Star Wars movies. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, he is ugly hot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think. 20 years ago, I would have had this pick, and still today, I would say William Defoe. Not classically handsome, but still kind of hot. Dude, Willem Defoe, another really... Oh, sorry. Really good... I should say William Defoe, who was the Green... Or, yeah, the Green Goblin in the uh, Spider-Man movies. Oh my gosh, I love that guy. He's such a great actor, too. He really is. Yeah. He really is. And the in the nineteen eighty six film Platoon mm -hmm. by Francis Ford Coppola, I think it was, he played Sergeant Elias alongside Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen. It was an excellent film. He's a it great really actor. Was. He he's really a Just very versatile actor. Extremely. He played Clark in uh in the Tom Clancy you know, uh, like uh, Clear and Present Danger, he played uh, Special Agent Clark. I mean, like Green Goblin, mm -hmm. Boondock Saints. He played the uh, the FBI agent who was who was homosexual. It was it, that guy's that guy's awesome. And I just come out with True Blood and Friends. Well, I'm I'm glad that you approve of my picks, Buck. I appreciate that very much. And for you, you knocked the cover off the ball. And for the curious listener, I'm going to go ahead and uh, steal Raz's thunder. When I asked him 
he instantly hit me with um, Lindsay Lohan. She'd be really cute if not for the drugs. They kind of ruin it. That was his answer. Oh, oh <laughs> man. That's kind of like one of the most appealing things to me. <laughs> okay. That say... instantly, that, 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 boom. You have automatically made yourself low-hanging fruit, lady. <laughs> and that's what the dude in the wheelchair hunts for. You know, I just, I just happen to be picked up by a unicorn. But if I were out hunting on my own, I would, I always go for low-hanging fruit. Oh yeah. I got nothing to say to that book. <laughs> hey, low standards are still standards. <laughs> uh, okay, if that's the hill you want to die on, I mean, uh, I guess so. It's going to be a beautiful, sunny fucking hill. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. Shall we right. dive in? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive in. What do, we, what do we got here from the subcockles of Reddit today? Well, coming to us first from r slash am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for not accepting my ex-friend attempt and reconciliation? So my 21 female high school best friend, 20 female, had a very close friendship since freshman year. We were super close and often called each other the love of my life, wifey, etc. It was common for us and we did it in a very joking manner. Last year, she got a boyfriend who is a super cool dude. He treats her right and is honestly a gem of a man. All three of us used to hang out and chill and sometimes me and him had like bonding sessions where I talked boy troubles with him to get a new perspective and not have to put my friend in an awkward situation of having to decide who to spend time with. Fast forward to my birthday, which was March, where my friend made me a really sweet Instagram story post where she called me the love of her life and generally telling me how nice it was to have such a good friend. I loved that little show of appreciation and genuine birthday message. She soon deletes it and tells me that her boyfriend didn't like it and that he finds it suspicious how affectionate we are towards each other. We are both bi. So my friend made a new post and I thought it was all cool. A few hours later, she tells me they had a talk and would rather distance herself to keep her boyfriend. It sounded like she made her decision. I didn't want to force her to pick either him or me as I knew I wasn't going to be picked. I told her that was fine and I'm... Uh, that I wished her for the best. Uh, wished her the best. I was very hurt, and don't mistake. Sorry, the English suddenly got really bad. I was very hurt, and don't mistake it. But I loved her enough to understand that I'm not her priority anymore. Fast forward to today, when she messaged me on Insta to tell me that her boyfriend was okay with us talking again. I replied that it was very considerate of him. But I wasn't interested in being her friend again. She hurt me, and finding myself again after being friends since freshman in high school was hard. And if she was so quick to cut me off, maybe our friendship didn't mean as much to her as it did to me. She then told me I was an asshole because I wasn't willing to try, and I was ready to make her pick between two people who she loved. So, am I the asshole for refusing to be her friend again? I actually was going to call her the asshole until the very last part. Oh. Her boyfriend 
Her boyfriend gave her permission to talk to her again. So now it's okay. You know, that, that, hmm. Yeah. You, you, you are, you are, no, I was actually going to say not the asshole until the very last part. Excuse me. The very last part is what flipped my vote. You are, no, wait, she is the asshole. Fuck, I'm stoned. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? OP is not the asshole. Sadar, help me. Yes, OP is not the asshole. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. I thought you were the asshole. I thought you were the asshole until that flipping statement. And I'll tell you what, it, it reminds me of my childhood friend. And we actually just got done spending the weekend together. And when when we were about, mm, I'd say 17, you know, and like, like I, he's known me since I was nine, by the way. And we were about 17 years old. And he calls me up on the phone and he goes, Buck, I'm sorry. You know, he calls me Bucky. And he goes, Bucky, I'm sorry. You know, my, my girlfriend hates you. And I, I was like, well, no lost love there on my end either. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay, all right, fine. And, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, well, she doesn't want us hanging out or talking anymore. And I was like, so what you're telling me is, is that you're breaking up with me. <laughs> and he's like, well, and I was like, listen, dude, we live an hour and a half away from each other. Okay, I was like, I am not accepting your breakup. I will be here waiting for you once you two break up. And he's like, no, we're probably going to get married. And I was like, "Okay, dude, you do you. I was like, I will be here waiting to help you lick your wounds when this falls down. Yep. And about uh, about three years later, he calls me up on the phone, calls me up on the phone. He's like, hey, Bucky, I'm really sorry. I was like, nope, nope, you don't need to apologize, man. We made this agreement. We agreed to it. You know, but it was after they had broken up. Yeah. You know, like, okay, okay, you know what? You you get you're starting to think with the your little head again and uh and and we're gonna be okay now. Like so now you got your, your reins back about you and you're not letting a girl control your life and and we can be best bros again. And we were and we still are. But this, you know, if he would have called me up and been like, Oh, my girlfriend gave me permission to be your friend again, I'd be like, Go and have yourself a nice fucking day, dude. Because that 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 bitch that bitch made him stop being my friend. If she were to be like, "Oh, okay, well, you can be his friend again," I'd be like, "Well, what the fuck is going to stop her from just flipping her bitch switch again mm-hmm. and making us not be fucking buddies anymore?" She didn't like me to get begin with. You know what? Was she just automatically going to start liking me again right now? No. Same thing could happen to this to, to OP. I don't blame this. I don't. I don't blame her at all. I would not have accepted that, that, that you know, offer, you know, that grandstand offer to rekindle our friendship because my boyfriend gave me permission. Yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Nah. You know, mm-hmm. even if she called, if I was OP, even if she called me and did say my boyfriend and I broke up, I'd be like, well, I'm real sorry to hear that. I've got to go, and I wouldn't have any time for her either. I mean, you don't. You don't tell somebody for years that they're the love of your life and that you're going to be together forever. And then all of a sudden say, hey, this guy that I've been dating for a little while says that we can't be friends anymore. So 
um, we're not friends anymore. And then expect me to be sitting there waiting years later when you come back. The answer is going to be no. You did. You made your choice, and actions have consequences. So, in my mind, it doesn't matter what the reason for the call is. The answer is always going to be no. I am such a forgiving and good person. <laughs> and I <laughs> because am not. not only did. That not only did that happen with my childhood friend, my best buddy right now, to date. Five years ago, he moves in here. We're best buddies. Pal around together all the time because he's a Vietnam War vet and he's retired too. There's a match made in heaven, you know? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this girl comes into his life. This, this other little old lady. Okay. She's she's just like I don't I don't dislike or hate anybody really easily anymore. But this woman, I wouldn't I wouldn't empty my catheter bag in her mouth if her tongue were on fire. Like I wouldn't. I just I just I just fucking wouldn't. Like if I saw a bus and that deaf bitch couldn't fucking hear it, I wouldn't I wouldn't wave my arms to get her out of the way. I'd let it just wham. And I wouldn't, there'd be no, no love lost. So she actually even goes as far as like hitting and punching caregiver Katie. Oh, no. Okay. That's not okay. Oh, yeah. No, that's not okay. So I told him, I was like, never again, dude. I don't want that woman around me. I don't want to hear her name. You and I are friends. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. We've been through a lot together. But I don't, I don't want anything to do with this woman. Period. If you break that, if you break that tenant, you and I cannot be friends anymore. So what's he do? He doubles down and he moves out okay. and moves in with this woman and he moves in with her. Mm -hmm. Doesn't speak to me for over like probably three times in a year and a half. He reaches out to me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. And I knew, I knew that this man was a lonely, lonely old man. And that, that this was not, that this would never be okay if it were like another, like, bro of mine. Like a, like a similar age guy. But I knew in my heart of hearts that this dude was going to come crawling back. So I go through two, two different neighbors. And you know what? My other, my, my, my buddy Charles, who lived in that, in that trailer down there, he moves out, and guess who moves right back in? That same old man. He's living down there now. And you know what? He's still lonely. He's very old. He's very lonely. And he's very old. So, you know, if I didn't welcome him back, like, and I told him, I was like, you know what? I don't want to hear from her. I, I, said, I said, dude, I was like, you got one shot. You got one shot to redeem this. If you fuck this up one time, man, mm -hmm. it's over. It's done. But I went back in. You know, I'm, I'm that guy. But I think it's just because I can't reach anything or even wipe my own ass anymore. So I kind of have to rely on the good nature of other people. And I don't live in like a bustling metropolis. So, yeah, you know, it is more of like a friends and necessity situation in some ways. But I love the man. He's he's a nice guy. 
Either way, OP, you're not the asshole. And I think uh, we can both agree that you're probably a nicer person than I am, Buck. I am. It takes a lot for me to get really, really mad, but I, I don't forgive easily ever. In fact, uh, Raz and I were having this discussion earlier this week. For years, I've told him that if I go first, he can do whatever he wants with me. I don't <laughs> care because I'm dead. But this week I told him, you might actually want to have me cremated because I'm pretty sure that there's people in this world that will want to piss on my grave when I die. Because I know that I've got a list started of graves I'm in, planning on pissing on. No, no shit. Raz and I were talking about that on the Social Liability Podcast. <laughs> and I said, no. What about I the serendipity? <laughs> I actually said the same exact thing. I was like, I do not want to be buried because I don't want anybody coming and pissing on my grave. <laughs> That's a, Those you, were my exact words. Buck, I promise you are not on my list. My list right now is short. I am. Don't misunderstand me. I am not a hate-filled person. But there are some lines that I can never come back from crossing. You can never come back from crossing with me. So... Anyway, that is a rapid a rabbit hole of a different sort. So shall we keep rolling? Let's do it. Okay. From r slash relationship advice. Can they, female 40, male 40, do this? Okay, so I, 45 male, have a girlfriend just uh, made a year. Okay, so I guess they've been dating a year. This is already awkward. Um, she's 40 female and an ex-girlfriend, 40 female, who both did the same thing to me. I gave them both purses that they didn't like. So instead of returning them to me so I could exchange or resell or even return, instead they gave them to other people without my consent. Regifting is a crime. I feel very angry as I have spent well over $200 for each of these purses. My question is, do they have the right to give away gifts instead of returning them? After all, I didn't give them purses to give to other people. I think that it is very inconsiderate. I wonder what they would think or say if I did the same to them in return. This is the equivalent of you giving me a gift and I took it and threw it on the floor, or you bought me some food and I gave it to my dog. Very inconsiderate. Please let me know your thoughts. Thanks. What do you think? Legally, legally, yes. Yes, you can. Legally. Socially, like, within all the rules of social decorum, regifting a $200 purse, don't you fucking dare. Really? Are you out of your... I really don't... I Return the bitch. Get the cash. Do something. I wouldn't regift that. That is a slap in the freaking face. That is such a social faux pas. How tacky is that? That is just so tacky. Really? I so, really, I really wait believe a minute, that. Wait a unless, minute. Wait a minute. Wait unless... a minute. Wait, wait. wait. Oh. Go. All right. Go oh. ahead. Go oh, ahead. We finally. A... No, 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 no. We finally disagree on something. Come at me. Fire at will, Sadar. But no, I was just going to ask you. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about gift giving, and I was saying how generally I'm not the most comfortable with it. But since we've known each other for so long, I'll accept a gift if you want to buy me something. But how long after you you gift me something 
do you have claim to that property? Ooh, ooh, there is a time limit. You are right. You, Sadar, are right. Thank you. Thank you. There is a loophole in that. Because it is definitely against the rules of social decorum. And, hmm. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give my non-expert assessment here. I'm going to say six months. I don't I'm going to say this. six months. I don't get this at all. Once a gift is given, it is not your property to do with anymore, and it is not. Oh, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 I agree with that. Legally fine. I'm talking about the rules of social decorum. I still don't get it. it in fact, I was having this conversation with a girlfriend of mine literally last night. She was upset. Her birthday's later this month. And her husband, she, t she had told her husband what she wanted for her birthday. It was about $150. And she told him before Christmas what she wanted for her birthday. So over a month ago. He gave her her birthday present yesterday, and it was a $500 gift card that somebody had given him for Christmas. And he just said, here, you can have this for your birthday. And she was fit to be tied. And I didn't get that either. She asked for an item that was $150. She got $500, basically cash instead. Like, I understand you wanted him to put forth the effort of actually buying the gift that you wanted, but how take the hundred and fifty or take the gift card, buy the hundred and fifty dollar item that you wanted, and then spend the other three hundred and fifty however you please. And she said no, she wasn't gonna do that. She was gonna return the gift card to him and tell him not to bother. So some people, I, I don't get some it. people some people some people are strange. Now, see, I guess I am a little strange with like the whole regifting thing, whatever, whatever. And I think that there is an expense value on that too. You know, I just because I think I got sticker shock because the purse is yeah, I think yeah, I think I I think I'm more jaded by sticker shock because I'll tell you what, some people are very particular about gifts, and I'll give I'll give you an example, much like much like the person you were describing, caregiver Katie, is a very very big proponent of the thought that counts and and it's i love her so much i really do but god damn it's just sometimes it's so inconvenient like i want my christmas presents wrapped i'm like mm. i can't even open my own i can't even open a cheese stick or cut my own steak wipe my own ass wipe my own nose like you want me to let you what do you what do you what do you think what kind of operation you think we got here wrapping gifts what what is what is that so this year she's like just put them in bags i'm like i can do this she's like with tissue paper i'm like what <laughs> so like some people are just really particular about that and i remember just like sitting there with tissue paper and bags and these boxes. It's <laughs> just thinking to myself, what kind of Greek mythology punishment is this? I trying I will, to do. I will agree with you wholeheartedly. It is the thought that counts. 
There is. Oh, a... Don't agree with no. Agree no. with caregiver Katie, okay. not with me. I'll, I'll agree with her. It's the thought <laughs> that counts. And I will tell you, for the last twenty years or or so, I have kept the most god awful figurine. Because about twenty years ago, I joined. I was part of this women's group, and I joined a secret Santa gift swap, and it had you know put down what your likes are and your your favorite color, stuff like that. And I think I had put, um, at that time, I used to collect angel figurines. So I put, you know, angel figurines as something that I like. Um, ironically, every single one of my angels has broken in subsequent moves, but this god-awful, ugly porcelain fairy sitting in a woman's shoe that I got at that gift exchange has made it through no less than four moves. And I, I opened it and I remember think the whole figurine is like this really pale green. And I opened it at the uh, holiday party gift swap. And my immediate reaction was, this is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. But the woman who gave it to me was so excited for me to have it. <laughs> I I've kept that because every time I look at it, I think of her excitement, and I think that was a really good lesson for me in what makes a gift valuable. Um, but for I, I still I still don't think that the OP here is the <laughs> asshole because I'm not. I'm not going to get that kind of sentimental attachment to a purse. And just because a purse is expensive doesn't mean that I want to carry it. And purses are so personal to a woman that I don't want to carry a purse that I think is ugly. I don't want to carry a purse that I, doesn't match my personality and doesn't match my attire and the way I like to dress myself. So maybe, maybe uh, the OP here just isn't as thoughtful of a gift giver as he thinks he is. And... But thinking that you have a claim to a gift after it's been given to me is just way out of line. Like once that's out of your hand and given to the other person, what they do with it is none of your business. That's well, my, I mean, that's my perspective. Well, well. Also, let me let me say another thing. Uh, how you don't you don't always voice your feelings either. Okay. Yeah, yeah you don't, I, sh you don't I sure call did. the re. But no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is like you don't. There is no regifting police. You can't. You can't make scornful posts on Facebook. All you can do is just feel bad about it. Like that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like going up to the person and be calling them out at high noon. You know, like you regifted my gift. Like what the fuck is that? Of course you don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know. But speaking, I just. I know it's really off topic, but you know what? I want to put her out on blast. Because you know what? Gifting, and you were talking about receiving this gift, mm -hmm. and you've kept it for years, mm -hmm. and you, so, you, know, you cherish it for the thought and everything like that. And all I can think about is Mario Kart. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And caregiver Katie, I am talking to you right now. Okay? I am. Because I got her a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. I bought it for her because I love her, and she means a lot to me. Okay. But, but along with the Nintendo Switch, you know, she gets, like, sucked into video games a lot. 
and sometimes it's kind of hard to like share the spotlight with a video game because character Katie gets real absorbed in it. So I was like, oh, you know what would be fun? I got a video game for this Switch that we could cast onto our TV and we could play together. Because what's fun? Playing video games together. But what can your fine motor skill, you know, deficient guy kind of not do very well as video games? I was like, but I could do Mario Kart. Okay. Yeah. So I got her the Switch with the game that she really, really wanted. You know, Zelda Breath of the Wild, she's doing great at. She's got like 400 trillion Korok seeds or whatever. And then I got her the Mario Kart along with the accessory pack with like the little steering wheel and all the fucking little hip ass little, nice, you know, nice. cool things. She looks at it <laughs> and she laughed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I never felt like it was like somebody threw a rock through the window of my soul. <laughs> like I was so oh my god I was so broken I was like no and oh. to this day we've never we've never played Mario Kart oh but so caregiver I know right oh but it's like I can't do shit I can't do shit and I want to have fun too can't even have fun you should feel bad caregiver Katie by the time you're listening to this you're going to be looking at me straight in the face and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Well, I said that. Well, let me ask you this, Buck. Well, I'm kind of afraid to ask, but I'm going to do it anyway. Have you ever asked her to play Mario Kart? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I think we will get off this line of talking yeah. before we... Uh... I love you, caregiver Katie. Okay. Anyway, going back to r slash am I the asshole... Am I the asshole for exposing my friend's online identity to everyone by accident? My female 25 friend, uh, my, I'm uh, 25 female, friend, also 25 female, and I met in college. She was an international student and was rooming with me. We've been friends ever since. After we graduated, everyone pretty much either started work or carried on with their studies. Gemma, that's her name, didn't. She claimed she has had a small YouTube channel that brings her some money, which was fair enough, but over time it appeared that she was more and more wealthy despite not really having an actual job, and I became a bit suspicious. I genuinely thought she was doing OnlyFans or something. She hosted dinner one night, and when going to the bathroom, I snuck in her office and used her computer, which didn't have a, per a password because she lives alone, and it turns out she never logged out, or it yeah. And I was able to find her channel. She did, in fact, have an ASMR channel in her native tongue, and it was huge, one of the top channels in her home country. Her videos were without her face showing, and no one talking, or talking in a foreign language with English subtitles. I realized I watched her a lot. Honestly, I felt disgusted and cheated. I've been falling asleep to videos of my friend pretending to do makeup on me, and it felt gross. I took photos to prove that it was her just in case, and when I got home, I tried to figure out what to do. I knew all of our mutual friends were curious what she did for a living and what her channel was, so I made a group chat with approximately 50 people without Gemma and told everyone what she's doing. Then I went to sleep. 
I woke up at midday on Saturday to find out that the group chat had exploded. They've managed to exchange hundreds of messages. I made myself coffee and started reading. Unfortunately, it turns out someone leaked the info to some forums in, forums in her languages, and according to translation, it blew up in her country. Everyone who watched her now knows exactly who she is, and her photos are plastered all over the internet. I felt bad. Not long after I heard banging on my door, it was Gemma. Someone told her about the group chat because she was fury and she was furious, shouting at me for violating her privacy, being a shitty friend, putting her family's lives at risk, and so on and so forth. I apologized to her, but said that I only told her friends. She should be angry at the person who leaked it and herself because she hid it uh, all from all of us, which wasn't fair. She started shouting at me what I don't know. She was angry crying. I told her to get out and come back when she's calmed down. I said sorry again, but she left and slammed my door. I do feel bad for posting it, but I don't think it's my fault that it was leaked further. Our friends are split. Some think I did the right thing. Others think I'm the asshole for not realizing that I risked leaking it further. By looking at what people are writing about her, I do feel bad and kind of wish I had never posted it, but I don't think I was the asshole. I had the right to know, and so did my friends. Or maybe I was the asshole. Oh, dude, you're the asshole. You were totally the oh asshole. Oh my fucking God, yes. Go ahead, fire Will Sadar. What, Go ahead, you take this one. But really confuses me about this post is why would anyone think that they're entitled to their friends private lives like i am entitled to as much of your life as you are willing to share with me and you know i can ask you questions but if you don't want to answer them i am not within my right it? to snoop my god you broke into her office you snooped on her oh. computer then you outed her to 50 people and you didn't think it would go any further than that? I mean, you were an asshole every step of the way. You were an asshole every. when you You were an asshole when you went in her office. You were an asshole when you got on her computer. I would never touch someone else's computer. Ever. You were ever. an asshole. You're an asshole for thinking that you had the right to that information to begin with. And why were you so you obsessed with this? Don't. Why? Why were you so obsessed with this? I can I can understand being curious. Oh, my friend seems, you know, to be living a comfortable life, even though she never works a day in her life. Like I'm I'm gonna want to know what she's doing and if I could get a piece of that. But if she's just telling me, oh, I've got a YouTube channel. Okay, well, good for you. What like half of a half of a half of a percent of people who try to become uh, YouTube famous, actually succeed. Good for her. But right. this is this is beyond crazy in, in my mind. What do you think? I, 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 I really can't add any, like, I don't have anything other than what you've already thrown out there. Like, this is insane. Like, how, why would you even? Why would you think you had the you right know, to know? Right. I mean, like, what? That is just such an entitled. I, I can't even. I can't yes. even wrap my mind around it. That is the word entitled. What makes you so darned entitled? 
like who who are you what what who do you work for that makes it that this knowledge is imperative to to your to your function in the world like that's that's what boggles my mind like how can you believe that you matter that much to where you have to know what the fuck your friend is up to you are a shitty friend Everything that your friend called you when they were angry is true. Take that as personal reflection and how not to fuck up another friendship. You know, mind your own business. I would think that uh, Gemma showing up to yell at the OP is even evidence that she's a better friend because... if Gemma ended up getting doxxed for this or her family were in danger over this, I'd be calling law enforcement because I have to think that there's some... I, I do not have the Leo background that you and Raz have. I don't claim to be a lawyer or law enforcement or anything like that, but I have to imagine that there's some laws being broke here. The invasion of privacy and getting on the computer... You know, the OP was welcomed into the apartment, but not into that, you know, not into that space. And then exposing her and her family to danger online. I mean, how... I, 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 I honestly, I have no, like, I worked, I worked in law enforcement, but as a corrections officer. Yeah. You know, Raz, Raz actually has some, some you know, powder in his keg as far as his knowledge and, and scope of knowledge go. I, I can tell you a lot about, you know, inmate politics 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but I, I, as far as like, as far as like current events go, uh, you know, I, I would like to, I, I, I think that you're right. I think that there has to be something, but at the same time, you know, and if not criminal, Jeez. definitely it's... civil. I mean, OP, you might be looking at a lawsuit at best case scenario. That I think could that 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 tracks. I think you could I, that that could be that could be. I just can't imagine. Like you know, I remember when when Raz and I first started the Social Liability Podcast. Um, I I routinely fucked up by saying his real name. By mm-hmm. saying your real name. I think once I even said somebody's kid's real name. And I was like, oh my god. You know, and that's really hard. You know, Raz had to go back and like edit it out. And, you know, there was a couple of like, you know, you're an idiot kind of moments. <laughs> but, you know, after after the growing pains and, and I got used to it, like that was that. You know, it was mm-hmm. never done with malice. And, you know, I was never like... Oh well, the world needs to know that your real name is blank. No, no, that's the purpose of using, you know, the purpose of you having a secret identity is, is to, to be a it, secret. Yeah, to keep it secret. My gosh, you know, man. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like if she wanted you to know what she was doing, she would have just told you, like. Like, how how are you how are you even like asking yourself if you're really the asshole? Do it was I really wrong to do this? Well, well, after you asked and you were basically told 
a YouTube channel and given some vague answer, that should have been like, you're kind of cute to back the fuck off. But no, no. What do you do, Nancy Drew? You just keep on going down that fucking rabbit hole and, you know, breaking into people's fucking shit, getting all their information, and then outing them in secret online and thinking that the person who's responsible for this whole breach of of this person's privacy and security is the person who leaked it from you leaking it. Yeah. I, I it's mean, like, okay, okay, mm, okay, on, yeah, on, yeah. Come on, OP, do you, do you follow your male friends in the bathroom to see if they pee standing up or sitting down? Because they're your friends, so surely you're entitled to that information. I mean... Come on, you, you got to be kidding even asking this question, right? I, I, I almost like some, some people, some people like this is why we still have directions on shampoo bottles. Oh, you know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the age of entitlement, I, I, man, that's, that's a whole new it, level of entitlement right there. I if this person, if this person were running around when we were teenagers, because we didn't have smartphones, you know, mm -hmm. they would have had a note. They would have a note with their mom's contact information tied around their, tied around their neck, <laughs> I don't know. or like had their address written in sharpie on their back. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! I hope they don't have children. I hope I... they plan on never plan. On, I, I hope they plan on growing up before they have children. I got nothing Ugh. else. I got. No I'm just flabbergasted by this post. I've got nothing else to say. the The level of asshole in this post is overwhelming to me. Shall we continue? We've got one more buck. Let's one more. Let's go ahead. Let's let's ring it in. Okay, I have been so eager to talk to you about this post. I'm really curious to get your input. So. Sticking with r slash am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for being indifferent about my fiance's cousin's unexpected death and remarking that we no longer have to worry about inviting them to our wedding? My, my fiance's cousin died unexpectedly yesterday. Tragic, yes, to his family. We are not actively in touch with that part of her family. Neither, do, neither does she, neither was she before we met. His family has always been the Karen of the family, not to mention his mother was pretty hostile to my fiance's family. Some typical family drama, fighting for inheritance, etc. He also he has also made uh, racist remarks about our relationship and mocked my ancestry on a few occasions. We had never intended to invite them to our wedding, given the history and limited size of the venue. How, <sighs> however. Her father was a little offended by the idea that we intended to only invite my fiancé's closest cousins and leave him out. It has created some friction between my fiancé and my future father-in-law, and we are forced to invite them to our wedding, regardless of, the, uh, they are willing to of whether they are willing to come or not, which they probably will for the free meal and booze. Now the problem has resolved itself. I told my fiancé exactly how I felt when being asked privately. She is upset that I don't feel any sympathy about his passing. How am I supposed to feel about it? Everyone dies sooner or later. It is unfortunate that he passed away unexpectedly. 
but death doesn't suddenly make an awful person a saint. It's tragic to his family and the two children with a mother that cannot financially provide for the family. I feel sorry about them, but there's nothing I can or will do about other people's past life choices. I am actually quite relieved that we no longer have to put her family in an awkward situation, that we are not inviting every one of her cousins to our wedding. Maybe I am just an unsympathetic asshole all along. Tell me what you think, Buck. Uh, I don't think that you're an unsympathetic asshole at all, period. Um, really? I'm sorry. No. Really? No, I really don't. I got to tell you, Buck, the uh, the internet, well, Reddit seems to think that OP is the asshole. It, I guess because they said, well, I guess we don't have to worry about that problem we had anymore. And I agree with <laughs> I agree with you, man. Uh, dying doesn't suddenly turn an awful person a saint. I think OP put it beautifully at that yeah. point. You, uh, you can, you can feel sympathy, which uh, for the f family that's left behind, which I think OP does here. But um, as far as saying the quiet part out loud, when uh, he told his fiance. At least that solves our problem. I, I mean, if um, you... yeah, <laughs> like another thing is, is like, is this something he said into a microphone in front of the entire fucking family? No, no, no. no this was an exchange between her and him. Yeah. And that's exactly when you should tell the other person how exactly how you fucking feel. You know, there is they, like that. That is the appropriate time. The one appropriate time to make that fucking statement. There you is know? Exactly, and I'm sorry. You know, there is exactly one person that you are allowed to say the quiet part out loud to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that Ex that is that person. Right. You know, and like refresh my memory here. Were they like super close family members no. that, that passed away? No, they were hated and had mocked the uh, the OP for his uh, ancestry on a few occasions. Oh, Jesus Christmas. Like, I would have been celebrating too. I would have done a backflip. I'd have been like, woohoo. You know? But in private, right? In private with your fiance. Of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. And with Raz. I mean, like, Raz <laughs> would have dug the shit out. <laughs> like, yeah. Raz, like, I could have done it. Raz would have been like, I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> like, I am genuinely surprised, Buck. I thought I thought we were going to disagree on this one. I, I thought. No. You, mm -mm. I thought you were too nice of a person to speak ill of the dead. But a dead asshole is still an asshole. Just dead. You're fucking right. You're fucking right, man. Okay. You no, know, it was funny. It was funny. You know, you, um, speaking of assholes, you know, caregiver Katie was on the phone in the kitchen the other day. And I was like, God, like, who the hell is she on the phone with? You know, because mm -hmm. I heard the voice. I heard like kind of who it was, but I was like, no. She comes into the kitchen. She's on speakerphone. It is Raz. And I and she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like. And I look at my brother who's standing there, and he's like, who is that? I was like, that's what an asshole sounds like when it doesn't <laughs> fart. <laughs> Ouch. 
Well, I know, I know it's not anything you wouldn't say to him in, at his, you know, in person. So. Well, he's probably going to listen to this. Yeah. So that's what an asshole sounds like when it's not farting. <laughs> that's... You know. So, <laughs> you know, like, shark's going to shark. And you know what? There's no love loss. It's not like it's not like anybody. It's not like the other person was super attached to this family member either. They're just like, nope. oh, you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. Nope. It's like, whoa, 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 we speak ill of the dead all the time, especially when they're fucking rotten assholes. Mm -hmm. You know what? That yeah. that you're no you, that that creepy uncle that nobody nobody talked to at the family reunions or let their kids around after he died everybody was just fucking cool at the kids table again and they didn't have to have an adult sitting there yep. it was a blessing in disguise you know nobody no you know we didn't do backflips in public over it we didn't have a parade after he was gone but nobody you know it's like i said you should be able to say that shit in private you know and quite frankly americans you know, Americans are weird. Yeah. You know, they'll feel worse. Especially the, family. I think family, the fact that this person was family is probably part of what's adding to this. So, Buck, here, I'm going to tell you and our three listeners a family secret. Okay? My, grand, okay. my, my grandmother's been dead for about 20 years. Right? Okay. All right. She was a horrible, horrible person. Just the worst. She was racist. She was foul-mouthed. She was mean. She was, uh, she was a straight-up man-hater. She used to beat my dad once a week on schedule for being born a boy when he was a kid. She was not a nice person. And Could even, she cook? No, she wasn't a good cook. Damn. Uh, and I, while she was alive and after she died, I used to make the joke that um, the reason she hung around as long as she did is because my grandfather was in heaven asking Jesus to give him one more year. He was going to be stuck with that witch. <laughs> he was going to be stuck with that witch for eternity. Just give me one more year, Jesus. Yeah. It's like. But that is. That is awful in this country it is and I'll but you, you know what though you know what though if i were to tell anybody 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 even a perfect fucking stranger think about it if i were to go up to a random john q public and go i'm having a really bad day because my cousin died they'd be like oh well you know sorry about that yeah. If I were to walk up to that same person and go, I'm having a bad day. My dog got hit by a car. Everybody would be like, oh, oh no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the times I we think, live in. And, well, I also you think know, that people get really, you've heard blood is thicker than water. Yeah, the blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb. Thank you. Most people don't know that, but the bonds that we form for ourselves are stronger than any familial bonds. Right. You can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your... But you your... can't pick your friend's nose. <laughs> no, you well, that is also true, Buck. <laughs> but, yeah, I... 
I I am I am pleasantly surprised that we can agree on this. I am shocked that Reddit seems to think OP is the asshole. But in in Sadar's book of life, you are not the asshole. You are human. And it sounds like you have really healthy boundaries, and I applaud you for that. Um, yeah. So. Yep. That's yeah, no, no, I, I said it. I said it. I said it uh, with with Raz, and I'll 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 reiterate it here. When I'm dead, okay, do not bury me, okay. I want. I listen my, to my. Yeah, I listen to the show. My primary. <laughs> my primary. My primary wish is to be turned into jewelry okay but if finances if finances do not allow for that particular you know execution of my remains okay you know i will also accept a viking burial of my ashes you know just throw them in the water even though i'm petrified of the ocean whatever just as long as nobody can piss on my grave but my next preferred method would be i want to be donated to a film studio Mm-hmm. I want to be donated to a film studio and I want my name in the credits. Okay, but my real name. I don't want to be corpse number four. Okay. Okay, I want to be Buck. I want to be Buck and make it a gruesome, grisly, like hostile style, like whatever you gotta do to make it. I want this, I want your production to go to the tippy top of the upper decks because of the shit that you will do to my body. And I want it to be blown to smithereens at the end. Okay. Nothing left. And that is that is what I want because my body after I am dead is fucking meaningless. And as far as anybody's opinion of me after I am dead goes, you can shout that shit from the mountaintops. It's meaningless. Don't don't you can speak ill of me when I am dead, you can speak ill of me when I am alive. Doesn't matter. You know, and it shouldn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. like it like would you would you be as upset, you know, not, not OP, but would, would your fiance be as upset if, say, he broke his leg and would not be able to attend because of that kind of injury? Or would you also be kind of thankful that he wouldn't be there? You know, mm-hmm. like, mm, you know, think of it, th- you know, before before you go judge you know throwing judgment you know why why is his death preventing him from being there worse than a serious injury per se because if he's seriously injured he's missing out and then sitting there knowing that he's missing out whereas if he's dead he's fucking dead so why does your opinion have any uh, of the dead have any more value than it would if that person were sitting here alive, you know, speak of the dead. I think yeah, I, I think it, I get yeah. what you're trying to get at. It, yeah. And it all goes back to dying. Doesn't suddenly turn an awful person into a saint, but, but right. Buck, before we go for the day, I do want to say, because, because you're such a good friend and I think Raz would agree with me. 110%. If, for you know some unfortunate circumstance you do go before us i want you to know that raz and i are going to be there to try to help make sure that you are turned into a jewel 
and expertly mounted on the flat end of a butt plug. We would do that for you. That would make caregiver Katie so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the I can see the excitement in your face on screen. You, you don't even know. You just you are now recorded saying this. Yes. We caregiver Katie might just cash in on that. And I'm <laughs> Well, I hope and, I hope that that is not something that would come for decades and decades. But if it if it does, Raz and I will try to help make sure that happens. Um on the condition that we never see it in use. That's the condition. Okay. All right. Okay. We can edit it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. I think you'll well, make an excellent butt plug. <laughs> I I really a buck plug. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. It's, it's, it's meant to be. Oh man, caregiver Katie's gonna be so so excited that she's got a layaway buck plug. <laughs> Oh my gosh. The only thing that I gotta do, I gotta die to activate it, but Well no you know, rush, whatever. no rush, no rush, no rush. Yeah, okay. I know. Hey, good yeah. thing the, the good best things in life come to those who wait. There you go. But either way, folks, on that note, I am Buck and this is Sadar signing out from the subcockles of Reddit. Please make sure that you like and follow us and uh you know, give a uh, give a listen to my other podcast done with Raz called the Social Liability Podcast. It can be found on most pad podcasting platforms. So everybody have a safe and wonderful week. Thanks again.